Welcome to Dialogue Choices Podcast again. <laughs> what do you mean again? again? You keep listening, so we they keep, keep showing coming up. back unless it's the first one. Who knows? Maybe this is just one that has such an incredible thumbnail and and uh, title that I just they just got drawn in to finally watch one for the first time. In which case, I'm sorry really... for lying to you about yourself. Did we really come up, finally come up with the best podcast ever? And just it just has hundreds of thousands oh. of views all of a sudden. This is a thing where we hang out for like two or three hours. But then like the morning after, I throw together a title and thumbnail in like five minutes. And I'm like, I don't remember what we talked about. Fucking here we go. <laughs> it's often like you one should. thing. It's often like one thing we talked about two and a half hours in. So the people who click on it for the thumbnail are like really frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these aren't single topic podcasts i can't make a like a comprehensive thumbnail the moment you I've, in fact i've made the mistake of trying to have multi-subject thumbnails before and that just makes them much worse <laughs> and no one yes. clicks on them the, you actually see the the less clear and more muddled the thumbnail is just hundreds of views lost like <laughs> it's so much worse than other episodes if there's not something catchy you know the real trick is just to talk about Elden Ring for half an hour and then Elden Ring's in the title and thumbnail and then everyone clicks on the podcast because we mentioned Elden Ring like that's that absolute there's a clear there's a very clear correlation in the last like 10 episodes where all the ones that mention Elden Ring have like 500 more views <laughs> well you do think you, that do we want to talk about oh, Elden Ring so you think How we'd have is it a, you, still you, popular? I mean, what? it's the not much has happened this year. Stray that, is yeah. out. Don't talk about anything but the cat game. What are you yeah, talking? What I don't are you doing about with your life? I don't think about the cat game. In fact, the cat game has reached a level of popularity where, as a contrarian, I'm gonna be like, no, eh, I'll play something else. <laughs> wow. We'll see if Brutal. maybe pay, maybe Patreon will vote for that one. We'll see. <laughs> Other, no. Otherwise, I'm like, I'm gonna go play oh, Citizen Sleeper. <laughs> It's a dice rolling game about capitalism. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that sounds wow. That sounds pretty good though. Now, see, Citizen Sleeper actually is really cool. I'm, I'm I'm very much considering playing that instead of Stray. Yeah, but but all cats are anti-capitalist, and they're, not it's just forward. built into their DNA. What I'm not looking forward to is that Astro's sure? ending, so I got to go back to fucking uh, Witness. It's like the I random cats... the randomizer is hard. Uh, no offense to any cats. cats out there, but I do think that cats, cats more than any other, <laughs> if any cats listening, cats more than any other house ca- uh, house animal personify capitalists. How? <laughs> In what way? To what? the point where, where we say the big cats on the, the top. The fat cat. The fat cats. Yeah, we got all sorts of allegories for, the for fat cats. cats at the top of the capitalist food chain with the, t- the highest ivory towers, spoon, asshole Because they don't work. <laughs> Cats don't work. They 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 just you know slip around all day and then have fun for for brief moments of consciousness that they have, and they just you know they'll just have they'll demand everything from you and give no <laughs> dams about whether whether you want them to demand or not, and they just expect it and that's it. Whereas dogs are different. It's it's more of a reciprocal relationship. And cats are like the reciprocalness of of cats is like, yeah, sure, you work for me all your entire life. I'm gonna give you zero point zero one percent of the profits, and you're gonna be able to retire. Profits? Yeah. Um, I'm oh, sorry, I mixed up my allegories, but you know what I mean. Like capitalism and cats is all I'm saying. Maybe you just, shouldn't be commodifying your cat. Yeah. No, think, my cat commodifies that? me. Uno reverse my cat card. Commodifies- 
My cat commodifies me. This that's I think what, your cat's that's... a member of the proletariat, and you're the problem. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Know. Actually, my cat is is really nice. Checkmate. Is badly behaved, but he's yeah. He's he's mean. He he's, he he, he uh, scratches my my uh, feet when he wants food. It doesn't even request. It doesn't like meow or anything. It just comes up to me, and if I don't look at him and give him food, he'll scratch my feet. That's what he does. Then I know he he wants food. See, it's what well, I'm telling you. It's just like double standards. I don't know how no, that wait. sounds. Capitalist. <laughs> you keep adding no, these sentences with random terms and then having to retract them. <laughs> like, hang on, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah. If you agree with me, you agree with me. Is all I'm saying, right? Wow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> If you're just going to stick go with tautology, tautologies, tautologies, how totalitarianism. There we go. We have a question Maybe. from Preed. Say you had a friend who isn't into gaming and you wanted to introduce them into different genres of gaming. What games would you all recommend as introductions to different genres? Like first person shooter, platformer, RPG, action, comma, adventure, beat em up, fighting, puzzle, etc. First question, before we even answer this question, have any of us actually successfully done this? Got like a got like a non-gamer. A non-gamer to, to get into games via introducing Good them question. to something. Because that's an important data point based because the because that's the difference between actually knowing what works and just randomly guessing in a semi-patronizing way of like, what are simple baby games for idiots? Yes, because I, mm. I got into video games via Ninja Gaiden on the Nintendo on the Nintendo Entertainment System. So like, wow, <laughs> I know. So I'm just like, I just I have like, my first instinct is to be like, is to think of something simple and unchallenging and and a little patronizing and whatnot. But then I remember how I got into video games. It's like I didn't get into video games via like the t like what everyone's like oh show roger ebert journey and stuff like that and i'm like i got into video games via fucking ninja gaiden so like i don't i don't know if the, the dumb baby thing is the, necessarily the answer but also that's the first thing that comes to mind like yeah i think i agree with you i think like even for myself i i started out with things like diablo 2 and yeah and fallout 2 and stuff so. i was i here's i think my idea might be uh Try to find media they already like, and then try to find a game that specifically taps into that idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. And sometimes it could literally be the same IP, but oftentimes that's a terrible video game. But maybe it's not a bit terrible video game, in which case you can have a thing that has iconography that they're interested into, and then like that like makes them more interested in being like, oh, I want to know how to play the Alien game because I really love the movie Alien and look, the Xenomorph, look at all, I can look at the Xenomorph and all this detail and stuff. Like that's like a different experience than like being like, okay, so I got this game called Journey. It's full of stuff that means nothing to you and you should play it because it's a baby game where you just joystick and press A sometimes. Or like, or my other instinct was like, uh, introduce people to shooters via Doom because you don't have to look up and down, so there's fewer controls, or or maybe <laughs> port, or maybe Portal because there's no like time limits for most of the game and it's not that that hard. Because holy shit, do not first of all do not try to introduce somebody to video games via anything that has left and right stick. <laughs> 
that like one is moved oh, and really? one is like looking around in first person that is some yeah. next level complexity to try to give someone to think about like i don't know let them try out like Super Mario 3D World, the Mario that's 3D but the camera doesn't isn't in your control. <laughs> mm, so you just run around. So you're running around and jumping and you don't have to like cameras are really hard when you're new at video yeah, games. Yeah, dual stick is dual stick is something you need to progressively learn just yeah. like you did in real life. Same goes like for you're keyboard not remembering. And mouse. Yeah, like you it's hard to remember what your initial reaction to using dual stick shooting was like or dual stick anything. Like, because it, it is something that is so natural to you now, like almost every game that you probably play does use dual sticks. Uh, or at the very least, you're used to like using a mouse to control a camera and moving with WASD. But mm -hmm. yeah, like what I, I do remember playing like Halo for the first time and being very upset about it. Just being like, I do not. This is not working for me. I cannot get my two <laughs> thumbs to stop being dumb together and i played a shit ton of perfect dark but like yeah having two joysticks was really weird to get used to and then once you yeah and then once you do though once it like clicks it, it's just like anything once and it that's finally how clicks, i permanently like, oh. ended up with look inversion in my brain because i learned how to dual stick via halo <laughs> and i like a true person of intelligence did turn that off immediately and went to regular ups and downs because inversion is what planes do and i is not plane so is not do i will not so that is why i don't use inversion don't I like, use inversion I like it. wait it comes by default with inversion on i think that i think halo i think halo one either defaulted to look inversion or it switched to look inversion when you got on a banshee and i made them match or something <laughs> so that it wouldn't change oh, when i got that a vehicle because that was weird I, I still can't control a banshee in Halo Infinite on a computer. So. Really? Uh, I have not. Yeah, I have I never. I, I it's it's really hard to learn, specifically because the way you learn how to use vehicles in Halo games, in, to a large extent, is you play the campaigns, where you have time yeah. to actually hang out in one, as opposed to like a multiplayer shooter where like every time you're in Halo, within two seconds of spawning, you might be in a fight already. So like. I, I don't know the controls to the Banshee on a keyboard and mouse at all. And I just don't get one. I'm just like, I'll just let Effie get it. He wants it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. I can't use it anyway. The, um, I, I taught. So I got, so I did basically did the exact same thing you're talking about for getting someone to play games. Who's never played games before is, to take something that they are both familiar with and generally positively feeling about and find something that is uh, similar enough or if you can find it exactly right. Um, and so like a good example was um, uh, like I had got two people to do this, both in both my family members. And so the first one was pretty easy because it was my mom loved playing uh, Miss Pac-Man or Centipede on arcade machines. So if she was like at an arcade, then she would play one of those games, but she never played console games. Um, and so the solution there was to just have her go and buy me the joystick for the Super Nintendo and in turn, she could then play Miss Pac-Man and Centipede using a joystick on the Super Nintendo. And from there, then she would 
like she would try out other games that didn't use a joystick. But it was like that initial reaction of being like, oh, okay, I can just do the thing I like here. And then from there you say like, okay, well, this is fun, but like, can you do other stuff with like how we like what other things can you do with a joystick? What other games can you play even without a joystick? Like you suddenly start getting more interested if you want to, but like there is no like, you know, there's no one trick that's going to get people to play video games if they don't already do it. All you can do is give them give them something that makes it feel comfortable to play for them so they enjoy the experience and then hopefully that they'll want more. It's just that's just kind of how anything works really. Um and like my second person was my grandmother getting her to play mobile games and cuz she liked she really likes going to like casinos. And so the solution is like, okay, well, how about you do that on an iPad? Because then you don't have to spend real money. And then you can just (laughs) use, you know, you can just get the weird Skinner box feeling, but on an iPad now. Um, And then that transcended her playing like a bunch of puzzle games on there because she likes the, the, she likes a lot of those kind of games, not like I Spy, but. That's how I turn my grandmother uh, into a whale. (laughs) Yeah. Now, yeah. Now she's a big, she's a big gamer. Yeah, no, she just she likes she just likes puzzle games on mobile. She likes mobile puzzle games. And that's fine. That's a that's a huge list of games. There are a lot of games you could play on mobile that are puzzle related. Um so and she does stuff from like the room all the way to Candy Crush. So Yeah, I was gonna say there's the room, there's House of Da Vinci, there's yeah. five hundred hidden hidden object games. <laughs> Yeah, she and she loves all of that stuff. So she's and I was like, here you go. Here's a literally unlimited amount of things to do. You're, you know, like you're a retired person. Enjoy. You have unlimited time, basically. Um, so, uh, but obviously, it's not like she's going and buying an Xbox, you know. So it's it, it's not going to branch out into. She's not a gamer in the sense of like what Reddit calls a gamer. She is what. Uh, what people who read the definition of gamer would call a gamer. Um, she's just somebody so she's who plays a gamer. games now. I, yeah, she does. She plays games and okay. So now she, you know, she did not used to do that. She used to be an old lady who crocheted and did old lady things like cooking, crocheting, <laughs> but cleaning you and stuff. Her. And then, yeah. And then I said, you know what? Why would you do any of that when you can <laughs> replace half of that shit with robots and then just play video games all day? Like, come on, get, it with the times that I do. I just let robots do everything. For now me. my grandma has gamer opinions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I want. I, I needed I needed just my grandma to have more gamer scenario. moments. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh I, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh I, I think that's the best way. I think taking something that they're familiar with, something that they are comfortable and positive about. And then saying, like, here's the digital version. Enjoy. That's probably your best yeah. bet. There's no just, like, reprogramming somebody to suddenly have a completely different hobby. Like, if they're uh, you're frustrated with their personality or their interests or whatever, that's probably not going to change. You have to, like, <laughs> want to play games. But, yeah, like, as an example of how comically hard it is to use right stick or keyboard or mouse and stuff, like, there's just... I think I've seen multiple videos where somebody introduces their spouse to shooters by showing them Portal, and they can't get out of the first room. Because, like, the first room requires you to turn around. Hmm. That's like, like, if you don't 
if you like if you like if without enough prompting they will just like wasd and and like just strafe around in that weird windowed box in the beginning of the game and they won't like turn around to find their way out because the idea of using the mouse to turn is completely bizarre yeah it's that's the big that would be the biggest puzzle if you've never seen a first person shooter it's like wait you can do that <laughs> Like, I think Basically. of, like, as a as a kid, I, t I told my friend's mom to put her mouse on the screen. I t or not on the screen, but like I, I said to put her mouse on the thing that we were, that you know, that, that to click on it. And then she did physically put her mouse on the screen. Like, she picked it up and pressed it against it. Like, that's how you, like, click on something. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah, I don't, was not ready for that reaction. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't anticipate think you're uh, going to succeed. You had a moment. Every now and then you have a moment where you just re have to recalibrate just your entire understanding of where everyone's knowledge is at and where you got to go and so on. Now that that's a true gamer moment when you when you uh, think outside of the box and it doesn't work. You're like, damn, I'm never <laughs> playing this game again. She was ready to like for for her all those like puzzle games that have a crazy meta like aha epiphany moment those would have been like just a normal day for her <laughs> like that's just how she <laughs> like she doesn't have all these baked in expression uh, ideas of what even is possible so she would just go straight to that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think unstoppable I've, force sorry i've never i've never been able to introduce anybody to gaming i i am very much of the my experience has been people leave gaming because they just don't find it because of you <laughs> oh, oh, not because oh of me, i was like damn just, what the fuck <laughs> just uh because they they weren't real gamers anyway not really <laughs> <laughs> get good not real gamers damn um, not real gamers real gamers keep gamers. playing after the age of 18. Yeah, no, real I gamers play even if they hate the game i they, know because yeah. i'm especially a real if they hate the game <laughs> Especially, yes. You can't let the game win. That's the real <laughs> game. Uh, what I think there's there's two two things at odds when you're introducing anybody to gaming or when you're trying to keep people playing. Uh, on the one hand, it's how difficult it is that like what you're referring to things like even basic controls or um, or the genre being very different, because if you're like a puzzle gamer, you're not going to want to be playing like a mad 4X strategy game uh, and vice versa, maybe. Uh, well, actually, vice versa probably would work a little bit better, but it's still me. like jumping, jumping genres is a, is a problem. So genre affiliation is, a, is a, a thing that you have to concern yourself with, no matter if you're starting or, or, or you're, if you're a gamer already. But on the other hand... Like, why, what kind of person are we talking about here? Because if it's somebody that doesn't have enough time in their life already for the things that they're doing, gaming is going to have to compete with those other things. Gaming is going to have to steal time away from the rest of the stuff that the people, the person are already in. Like a whole, are, are whole new doing. skill they have to get invested in. Yeah. So you, you basically need to hook them. And for that, I think we, it's always a good, it's, it's always a good bet to go with, popular games with games that like uh, you know the switch has the um um that one with zelda what's his the breath of the wild one yeah that's the one 
and that's that's what <laughs> I would that's what I would call having never played it or having also not owning a switch myself uh that's that's the type of game that i would be like okay this person has never played the game give them a switch with a with the legend of zelda on it and uh, and see how they like it because those games are designed in a way that they're easily accessible but also they're they're very well received so there's got to be something to them there's they got to be <laughs> at least a little bit addictive and obviously it being an open world game it's it's uh that accessibility is right there like if you if you don't want that bit go explore elsewhere and if you don't want to fight, you don't need to fight. You can just run around. Um, so I think a game like that would be probably something that funnily, I would pick Funnily for. enough, freaking Breath of the Wild quickly introduces enemies that one-shot you. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was not aware of this. <laughs> no, wait. You, you went in the wrong direction, Keith. You explored it wrong. No. Uh, I was in the beginning. That's you can the beginning in. of the game. There's just a blue yeah, guy yeah, and he one-shots can... you. Yeah. I've just heard tales that apparently the the way you did your let's play is not later the, uh, though. I went towards the desert first, yeah. which is weird. But I mean, if I'm talking about the plateau, you're physically trapped on until you oh, finish right, the tutorial right. and unlock the first the four like dungeon items, and like mm -hmm. th th even on there, you you start <laughs> physically off... trapped on. <laughs> God, I mean, but I think that's okay man. though. You're basically trapped there because you don't have the. Uh, you have to use like weird exploits to get off otherwise because you don't have the sail, so you can't survive yeah. jumping off. So you're just mm. stuck on a plateau. I Come played on. the I game like okay. it's a video I, game, like as intended. I remember no, that's not how gamers having, play games. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do the weird shield jump into space. <laughs> oh, that one! I've seen it done. I don't know. How, I have no. I was idea. I was showing uh I was showing a friend of mine. He was he was like recently getting into playing Breath of the Wild. And he's like, this is really fun. I was like, you want to see what's really fun? I just do the shield jump. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> because your character's just so ridiculous. You're just like, uh, wait, hold on and go. And you just poof, like fly away. It's like, oh. <laughs> uh, the, but I think uh, it's okay for games to be difficult at the beginning. It's okay for people to be stuck with basic controls. I was stuck with basic controls about a lot of games. Some of my favorite games I was stuck, like Tomb Raider 1, for example. I didn't know how to climb up <laughs> I didn't know how to climb up the like a ledge. You, no, you need to I, uh, my games. early gaming experiences were me not figuring out games. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, like I, the, had the, I had the demo for Tomb Raider, and I never, I never left the weird intro cave with the tiger. I never. Yeah, though, I mean, I, I was there for a little bit as well. What? I have no. Yeah, I never figured out how to leave that room. I don't. I don't know what. I, I don't know what else. Up. I don't know what else that demo was. I just didn't see it or something. And then I just like did the like, I think the other option of the demo was to teleport to like her house and do her like obstacle course. So I mm -hmm. did that for a while, but like I never forgot how to get out of like the opening cave with the tiger. Like I don't know how to leave. Similarly, I think I played. I had the Ico demo, and I never like. I just ran around and hit walls with a stick, and was like, "Wow!" He hit, when he hits the walls with a stick, he bounces off. This game's so realistic; it's intense. Games will never get more realistic than this. Than this. I never hmm. met like an enemy or started the plot. <laughs> I just I wandered mean, around in, in the like... and the opening area where nothing happens and then for a while and then I turned it off. Like that's how far I got in the Ico demo as a kid. I think my I think my body was or I think my like entire being was made for gaming. <laughs> I I think I like I my oldest memory was playing on the Sega Master System and I was playing Alec the Kid and I was really bad at it just because I had no coordination to jump. But I knew what I was doing. I like, knew to keep... Yeah, like, I knew to keep going left. 
or to keep going right, I knew that you needed to jump over enemies, but I just like couldn't time it right. I was just really bad at the timing, but I just, I never struggled with that. I remember the second one was like a puzzle game. It was like some weird ice penguin puzzle game. And I remember not, ice no one could tell me how to play game. it. Yeah. I don't remember what the hell it was called. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. What, I don't know what the hell it was called. Uh, Penguin Land, apparently. That was Penguin. the name of it. Uh, its official name in, J- in Japan is Doki Doki Penguin Land, but uh, in <laughs> in the U.S. we don't we don't believe in Doki Doki, so we just called it Penguin Land. Um, <laughs> so yeah, heart, and Penguin heart, Land oh, is it'd be weird to call it like Penguin Heartthrob Land. or Heartbeat Penguin Land. Like heartbeat. it's a confusing well, yeah. title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how it is in Japan, though. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not like putting it doki have, doki. It doesn't have similar connotations. I guess. No, uh, no. It's just that Western it's like how if you are, translate Yaskier's name accurately in, in the Witcher adaptations, his name would be Buttercup instead of Dandelion. Do it. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's a problem with English, and, though. And Buttercup, Buttercup. has baggage. <laughs> yeah, the name. Nah, you just you you just have don't let. Don't let languages win. You can't <laughs> let the language win. You got to go with your heart. You got to go with how you feel. I mean, they couldn't and even let. They wouldn't call... even let him be named. They wouldn't even let him be named fucking dandelion in the in the the Netflix show. They just named him Yaskier. That's what I'm saying. Is like you. That's because people let languages win. You can't do that. You just got to show up and say no. Actually, that's not what that means anymore. <laughs> this is what it means, and, and you just got to just... take it away. You just use the translator notes. <laughs> Video and games can't have translator notes. People don't even want to know what a translator is, okay? Yes, like means plan. Owners. Either yeah, way, it's... Penguin Land, pretty hard. But I did it pretty okay as a kid. I got at Bro, least to level three, which is <laughs> impressive because I was like four years old and completely stupid. I would still put dirt in my mouth, but I could beat Penguin Land. So clearly... I was made for gaming. Yeah, based but on my experience remember... of playing games as a dumb baby, uh, one of the things you got to do is like, you probably have to just be incredibly patient with the person and also not show any frustration or like laughter or anything at like how incredibly obtuse they're probably going to be about certain things and make mm-hmm. have massive misunderstandings. It's probably frustrating them, to like, have somebody just like watching you over your shoulder as you try to play a game and like yeah. correcting you too quickly or like getting very clearly like getting the let's play or comment section feeling of like them like want like just wanting to police your actions and fix your your misconceptions and get you to do it right yeah. in a way where you don't learn it yourself or figure it out yourself but also you're like you feel like this thing you're learning that's complicated and frustrating is also a thing you have to like perform for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, some of the early victories that gamers have, oh, at least I I see gamers have, and I I remember having as well, is precisely getting through those first few blockades that you didn't even know you had. Things like, oh wait, you can save the game, and you don't need to play this tremendously big game all in one sitting and leaving leave your computer on or something silly like that uh, and and just having somebody give you all the answers as you're starting out is just 
it, it feels it, it makes it, it, it robs the person of that, of those victories. Cause those victories, even though they're silly and, 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 you know, it, it's just that it's not, the game is not even for that. And those are side effects of the game not being made for brand new players. But if those victories are still satisfying and they're, they still, and they train you as a gamer, they train you as, uh, to look for more of those victories. And like obviously, yeah, the more part, you of the, play, the part of the process of learning how to play a game is learning how to learn how to play games. Yeah, which is a thing you will have to do forever every time you play a game. You always have to learn something nah. in the process. Add infinity. Never learn. <laughs> but also, like I'm somebody who is like, aside from my influencer status of like, because people are weirdly more collectively likely to listen to some person they don't know via a video or whatever but like in person i have I have i have like a zero percent success rate of getting anyone to watch or play anything that i like and want to recommend that are in hobbies they already engage with <laughs> so the idea of getting someone to try an entire hobby for you is like i don't even know how the fuck that happens <laughs> like i can't get someone to watch a show i like <laughs> or like try a game yeah i'm trying to think like it's uh it i i've watched children play games and it is similar in the sense where you're watching a kid and you do have to you know you can't like you can't be overly cruel to them while they're being bad at a game overly cruel what yeah yeah like uh, just moderate you know you just yeah, you, it's, so it's fine to laugh at somebody who's not doing good. That's completely reasonable. Um, like, if you see <laughs> You're someone not gonna failing a job, them you, from... could be, you, you could be like, how dang, get... come on, it's just an A button. What's wrong How with to get you? throat get punched by your spouse by Andrew Wilson. <laughs> exactly. But if, uh, but obviously you don't want to, uh, you don't want to like, you don't want to like, you don't want to get to the point where you feel like you don't want to be frustrated about it. Like there's no reason to be frustrated about someone doing badly in a game. It doesn't matter because it's not, there's not like a, I don't know. There's not like a police officer that's going to like take you out. If your child isn't like beating Mario in a, in a set time limit, like that's not how this works. So it's fine. If your kid's sitting there and like, can't even get past the first one or some, or whoever can't get past like the first level of Mario. Fine. Whatever. It's just enjoy, just enjoy how fun it is to watch a human playing a game as badly as a robot who doesn't even have eyes is playing a video game. Like it's, it is an enjoyable experience that you don't get very often because most people you run into can probably beat the first level of Mario. So like I, I could enjoy it, enjoy it while you have that chance. Um, it's a very rare opportunity. Like, have you ever seen those videos of the, the AI learning how to play Mario? And it's no. just like, it, it is so fun to watch all the time. It. Yeah. It, it, all it's doing is literally going like, uh, that's a thing. What if I run into it? Okay, that didn't do very well. Okay, but what if I run into it faster? Nope, that didn't do it. What if I run into it and jump right before it? Okay, there's another enemy. Let's run directly into it. It's like, it's just watching a computer slowly like ram its head against the wall hundreds of times just so it can finally like, I did it. I beat one level of Mario and like me as a kid going, wow, you suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's great. It's so much fun. Um, 
and it's crazy to watch it like then you watch it without any of the failures and you're like damn this is pretty this is a very tight uh run of mario like this person knows exactly when to jump exactly when to do stuff like it's really clean which Um, of these squares contain crosswalks exactly so no it's it i don't know it it, i i look at gaming like you would at like a board game it's there you know you just you show someone how to do it and you play they play it and if they if they walk away going like that was cool cool now you have someone new to play games with if they don't then you just go oh well well we tried at least like Mm -hmm. it's it's friendship uh, over bye it, it is yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just cut like just unfriend them on Facebook, cut them out of your life. And if anybody asks, just tell them they couldn't beat the first level of Mario and they'll understand. Everyone yeah. will cut them out of their lives too. Like just you'll know, just complete social isolation. Uh the first time I played Mario was in a school computer at the age of In a school computer, whoa. Yeah. I think I was like a nine nine year old or something. Uh and I couldn't beat the first level. Mm-hmm. Damn, I do. I didn't understand. I didn't realize we're podcasting running. with a scrub. I didn't oh understand you could run. <laughs> See, now you yeah. get it, Keith. Don't be overly cruel. That's exactly the kind of <laughs> attitude you gotta have. Just the right amount. Yeah, yeah you can call a kid a scrub. Really it's cruel. fine. But that, that's the thing, though. It, it's like people don't people regularly don't beat video games like that's that's not what video games are for what the video games are meant fuck sorry (laughs) (laughs) i what What? so i'm i'm playing monster hunter rise (laughs) (laughs) and uh i think this person's cat is sonic the hedgehog like not just like blue but like there must have been a Sonic the Hedgehog event because he's like spin dashing and stuff. And I'm like, what the oh. fuck? This is creeping me out. I don't like seeing Sonic in Monster Hunter. It's really unnerving. It looks like the I movie Sonic. Imagine. It's really, it's distressing. Well, I wasn't ready for this at all. <laughs> I, I have to Google Wait, this when I'm not fighting Sonic? a monster. Uh, the, the new one, the current one. Oh, dang. It's not, it's not Ugly Sonic. That'd didn't be they, so good. Didn't they remake <laughs> Ugly Sonic in Chippendale's movie? I don't know. What? I think there's a new Chippendale's movie and they have Ugly Sonic in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like Ugly a bunch Sonic of fan art of it. Chippendale thing. Let's see. Let's see. It's still a what weird name for a that... children's show because of what Chippendale dancers are. Oh, God. Ever yeah, there was that? a. Uh, you can, by the way, you can also dress up your dog to look like tails. Um, look like tails. tails. Ah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in Monster Hunter Rise, there, your cat can look like Sonic, and your dog can look like tails. Um, and you can dress like Sonic too if you wanted to. I don't know if the armor's any good, but yeah. <laughs> so there was a there was a collaboration between. Uh, the two franchises back in November of last year. Pressing. Sounds like a good time. Making these yeah, things. It's... Corporations. It's... Corporations are it's making fine. these things. Yeah, you gotta collaborate. It's a inter-corporate, or it's a, a, 
external corporate col- collaboration event. It's not collaboration if it's just the, the IPs. It's synergy. Different. <laughs> if it's just the IPs. I never actually knew what the word synergy meant in IPs are in context. People. They so I just never collaborate. use it. Oh my god. That's I'm reminded uh, of the fact that like you fucking <laughs> I think it was yesterday I had a, I had a comment on my uh, on my Monster Hunter movie review essay video thing where somebody saw the intro where I explained the setting and and so on of Monster Hunter Rise and it shows the uh, the like Japanese painting style like loading screens and so somebody was mm-hmm. like how did they why would Capcom let one of their other IPs rip off Okami <laughs> Oh no! Because this person just didn't understand the point of Okami, which was that it, the whole the whole point is that not only is its entire plot a series of Japanese legends being slightly re- retooled, and it almost, has almost no original story as far as I could tell, but it's also like much much more pointedly, it's a well known style that people associate uh, art style people associate with Japan, and it, that's like the whole game is done in that style on purpose. And that's the whole reason you paint with a giant paintbrush throughout the game is because of the famous, like, thick stroke, like, art style that people, like, ah. I'm getting some serious baby boss vibes here. Bro. Yeah, like, exactly. So I was like, getting some serious, <laughs> get some real, getting some serious baby, uh, boss baby vibes from this one. Or whatever, yeah. Yeah, the, uh. I can't, I, I, mentioned I this just in can't Discord. believe that a Japanese mentioned- company would do that. <laughs> Would make it a would Japanese, just, like, art, style Japanese art style. Yeah, yeah. whatever off. That's that's appropriation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Somebody's got Capcom. We got to cancel this company. They can't be appropriating their own culture like this. They can't keep I, getting away with it. What's funny is that the boss baby was the the thought I had, but somebody brought up this thing I was not ready for, where they included the. Uh, they showed uh, what is it? Uh, Plato's shadow puppets tunnel, <laughs> and then the guy gets that climbs out of that tunnel. <laughs> but like the instead of the uh, the animal puppets, animal shadow puppets images, it was just a picture of Boss Baby down in the cave. And he get he get <laughs> he gets out of the cave and he sees reality for the first time. And he's like getting some serious Boss Baby vibes out of this. <laughs> Jesus, fucking incredible. I forgot we were talking about. I got distracted by seeing Sonic the Hedgehog out of context and wasn't ready for that. Fair. Uh, we were talking. We were talking about being rude to new gamers to get them to never was, be gamers again. I was just saying that like people don't beat games on no. a regular basis, and that's the, arguably not what the what games are for. Even the games that have like full on narratives. The I'm sure the the narrative designers want people to see their whole narrative, but everybody else in the company doesn't really care. What they want is to appeal to as broad a, a, an audience as possible. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm exaggerating. Of course, they, they want people to beat their games, but they're designed to be entertaining right off the start. And you know, a, you could argue that a game that takes twenty hours to to beat, even even if it is a linear game like Bioshock or something like that. Um, can't reasonably expect people, a lot of people, to to see it. And I w- actually, I wonder how many people beat Bioshock in comparison to, for example, being <laughs> Dark Souls or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I I don't. I wonder if it's they just like, never knew the twist or where it goes. It's never. I learned. imagine a lot of people don't beat Bioshock. It's like played for a few hours and that's it. Yeah. Well, but most people don't beat most games. There's, there's stats yeah. everywhere. But like, I'm I'm picking Bioshock because it's a linear game. 
and it's not that long and it's narrative driven. So there's a lot of incentive behind beating it where in, you know, Dark Souls, it's like if you want to fight the same level over and over again, you can. And if you have fun with it, that's you can spend hours, hundreds of hours just playing the first few levels and have fun. Um, and it, and that that's that's uh, that's only compounded with later games. It, it only makes it more accessible for that sort of play style. I don't know the what first I mean to say is that. Beat. Yeah, what, that's what that's what I was saying. Like for new gamers, they have a tally of how many games they beat for after years of playing, and it's only a couple. I remember being a, a gamer for like. It might have been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1989 with the Game Genie for Infinite Lives. Playing call up with my brother, we probably beat that as a kid. You cheater! The first game you beat was cheating. Maybe. I mean, no, no one beat, no one's beaten that game without that. That's a fucking arcade game that's meant to kill you. (laughs) I can't believe this. (laughs) Wait, is it? Are are people not? Are are really not? Is it really not possible? Or, I mean, it's it's not. It it is. You just have coin op games are not designed for you to beat them on your on one coin. That's a bad design for the monetary practice. Yeah, Typically, yeah. a lot of them are like level two or three gets comically hard. Like I, I always yeah, think, I think about, the... I always think about uh, Sunset Riders, which like has a really fun, smooth first level, and where you play as the four cowboys and you get to that one saloon shootout and everything, and it's all a fun time. Then you get to the next one where you have to like run on top of a fucking stampede and then go through like, like there's like a train and there's like 50 projectiles coming at you from every direction and it's just noise and it's like welcome to the quarter the quarter muncher episode uh level we got you get we got through the part where we hook you with the idea that this game is fun now it's time to take all of your money mm. it's a really deliberate think, very um, obvious massive difficulty spike immediately yeah kinda i want to like, say it kind of like the battletoads cruiser level if I remember correctly, I think the Simpsons arcade machine was one of the few arcade machines I can get almost like almost to the end of the game with without needing to pay more than once. Yeah, but I, I, I've uh, been able to single like, credit Time yeah. Crisis 2, and I think that's my only arcade. Damn, game. that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. I played uh, on the Sega Saturn. There were there was a CD that came with uh, Konami's um Fantastic Journey and Parodias, and I single credited both those games after many, many, many hours of mastering them. But that's my only claim to fame. Of that. Time they Crisis that Two is my all-time favorite arcade game. I put time. Is the into one? That. Is that the one with the helicopter? Um, where you? What? It's like airplane from above. You control an air. No, 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 no. No, Time uh, Crisis is a series is, that has a yeah. pedal. It's a it's a light gun oh. series that has a pedal, and so uh, whenever you're not holding the pedal, you're you're hiding, and so you pre you mm. step on the pedal to stand up and come out of cover. So it's a it's a it's a light gun uh, on rails cover shooter series, mm. and so you press the button to come out and stick out, and then uh, any time where the car- where the protagonist is moving. Uh, then you you press the pedal to move and you let you let go of it to go back to taking cover. So it actually affects your progress through levels at times and so on. And there's like mm. physical hazards you need to dodge at times, but also like also like uh, taking cover is how you reload. Mm. It's a re- relatively straightforward, neat control scheme and all that. It's a very it's a very fun campaign to play through. And it's also two play. Uh, the first game was single player, I think, but the second game is two player co op. 
player two is named and no, a player one is named Keith, but I always play player two because he was blue. And uh, you can see the other player in the game because the two perspectives actually take different routes through the campaign. Like you never you never get full on split off from each other the way that you do in like Gears of War or whatever. Like generally speaking, the game has to be playable in single player mode from either perspective, so you can always see every enemy basically. But you'll often oh. be like facing the same room from opposite directions and have different perspectives, and you can see the other player where they are, like ducking, uh, ducking in and out of cover and so on. It's like a neat like co-op cover shooter on rails thing that's just like a kind of still like a singular and unique series. Like I don't know if it's ever been done outside of that specific series. So it has like its own unique identity in a cool way that I think has been maintained. Time Crisis 3 is fine. <laughs> but Time Crisis 2 is like perfect. Did you go back to play it to confirm that it was perfect? Uh, I've played, I mean, I played it over the course of like 15 years. Then I, think, I haven't yes. played it in like the last eight years, probably though, because I haven't been in an arcade. I was, I, was one, I went once to an arcade. I didn't do very well. I played a Moto GP kind of game on those big motor motorbikes that were big for me. Or, I mean, they weren't big for me, they, they looked big, but you know, because I was a kid. And I don't remember what game it was. I think it was like Angon or something like that. And I played uh, Streets of Rage. And then I got my... I, I understood why I... Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't go to arcades because I, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Just I, I mean, yeah. I, I, mean, I, spent, I spent enough time in arcades to get up to playing DDR on Heavy. Oh my god. Did, dance, dance, money, revolution. You Dynamite mean. Rave. I mean, it's not like I'm paying to win. It's just, you're just paying to play a lot for a I long know, time. I know, I know, but you, you, need, you need to practice. And you need yep. to pay. That is the, yeah. uh, that is the idea. Yeah. That's, that's like the business model of, uh, of rhythm arcade games. Is that <laughs> you're building a skill in order to play like Drum Mania or whatever the various like, games are. Which means a lot of investment. Yep. You can make, they make a lot of money off of you while you get good at the skill that they made up. <laughs> but, they're, but they're very fun games. I, I, that's yeah, like my favorite. A... That's my favorite thing to do in an arcade is play rhythm games. There was a there was an entire floor and there's an arc in one of the arcade places I went to in Japan. where like they, there's one whole floor dedicated to rhythm games, and it was wow. just it was so nightmarish where you're like oh my god what is that what do you would you do like some noise that? pollution <laughs> that's right. very loud there but, are weird um, ones in japan like the one that's a grid of yeah, squares that you press and yes, the one that's a weird yes. there's a weird like, like disc like you're inside of a circular thing and you're pressing like up and down and left and right with your hands and stuff and i'm like what is i don't understand i'm really confused there was there was one what was it? I was playing one with uh, uh, me and Joe were playing one, and the idea was that you had to spin, uh, you had to like spin this knob in time with the music to do weird stunts based on the music. It was so confusing but easy to play. Like, I couldn't explain to you how to do it, but if you played it, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. It's just or like... Or does it? And 
Yeah, it does. And there's just so many that are like that. There's just so many rhythm games in Japan that are just exactly like that, where you're like, this is very confusing to look at. And then you start playing it. You're like, oh, okay. I think I could, I think I could play this a couple of times. And you look to your left and there's like a guy who's just, I don't know, fucking doing after images like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and he's moving so fast. And you're like, oh, what are you doing? What is happening? <laughs> he's playing bag on heavy. Right? It's like, I've been here all my life. And I'm like, I've been here for like four hours. Fuck. <laughs> like, I have been here too for much 25 already, years. It's really four not. Hours. It's really, it's really not. You could spend four hours in an arcade. And I, could, I, I mean, I'm sure I could, but I often did. I think I've talked about this before, but my parents would go gambling and just drop us off at the arcade of that building and just leave. <laughs> the best possible outcome. <laughs> that, was our, that was our daycare. Is, Got a lot, put a lot of time in Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara. The, that one Capcom <laughs> game where every time anyone casts a spell, the entire game pauses and everyone gets to watch that yes. person cast a spell. <laughs> we, played, wow. we played that, actually. We played the, the console uh, HD port that came out a few years ago. We did a series on uh, Chronicles of Mistara and uh, Tower of Doom, I think. Uh, that one sounds familiar. Those but are I, uh, those are the, the you, you, you play as a they have like pre-made characters like D and D to be like play as the human cleric or the the half elf archer or whatever, and then you just play a side scrolling beat 'em up like the, like of the kind where you can go up and down a little bit, but you mostly side scroll and you just beat the shit out of people. But in that mm -hmm. one, you have spells <laughs> and like so everyone just does like very hype final fantasy 10 style spells but whenever you do one the entire game freezes and it just shows you mm -hmm. casting the spell and then the effect happening on the screen so like it, it's like there's a, there's a hypeness to it but also like a fucking like a bag a backlogging of events sometimes where you're just like jesus christ can we get on with this <laughs> everyone's taking yeah, their yeah, turn sometimes you're just, yeah you're just like come on someone's like oh i just got my magic spell no <laughs> yeah like, I just want to play. Stop doing this. Or the, play uh, as the, bar the uh, barbarian. Uh, the house Actually, of the, the house of the dead two and three were always great. And uh, what is it? Uh, oh, the, the 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 alien versus predator arcade game featuring oh yeah, not Sigourney like inc an incredibly anime, not even slightly <laughs> resembling Sigourney <laughs> Weaver uh, and uh, Ripley, and then a uh, kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, you could at least yeah, tell right, one yeah, of them yeah. was kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, even though I think he might have had a mech arm or something. But the the anime lady doesn't even slightly resemble Ripley. <laughs> it's so far <laughs> off. And then, of course, Die Hard Arcade, which was just not not die a Die Hard, hard game. Die hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one was good. It was about it's, it's, it beca it's, called, it's called Dynamite Cop, if you play it in a different localization. But that game was fucking hmm. rad. <laughs> it was pretty good, yeah. It was. It was shorter than it should be, unfortunately. I really miss I, arcades. I think I, I learned think it's really sad that the Cowboy we just of Moo Mesa arcade game. Oh my! I God. learned uh, Die Hard Arcade on the on a demo disc for the Sega Saturn, and by the time I ended up getting it, I uh, I just beat it in like one afternoon, no problem. Yeah, like, that's arcade games. Yeah, like just when you like, play Fighting it? Force, and you're like, this game's like ninety minutes long. Or the bouncer. That one. 
What if Kingdom Hearts was nine was was an hour and a half long? <laughs> Let's go. It would have been better. Because uh, the plot, no. the plot I mean, of Kingdom Hearts is incomprehensible. You can tell the heart. You, you can, can tell the plot of Kingdom Hearts in an hour and a half, mainly because the entire middle part of the game is, doesn't have any story. Oh, there's the intro part on the island, and then there's the part where a bunch of Disney shit happens for thirty hours, and then there's the ending where plot happens again. Like the entire middle part with Disney shit is just like go to a weird Disney hmm. planet, resolve that Disney planet's plot, move on to another one. And my understanding, because I haven't played past the first game, but my understanding is that's largely still true of the franchise, is that the bulk of every game is spent just wasting your time with Disney shit that has nothing to do with the story and mostly does not tie wow. in ever. Like, that's just how they do the story of those games. It's a trip. Wow. They really lie when they sell it as, it's Final Fantasy meets D Disney. Disney. It's, it's Final Fantasy it like featuring a lot of it's, Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a lie. They just, it, it just is that way. It doesn't uh, not have Disney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got it. I I think you're playing the the appeal of playing Kingdom Hearts is that you're either really into Disney, or confusingly, you're really into Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, or really into Square Enix properties. Like you really care the about Final the Fantasy best and there whatever. Is. Um. So most people are playing it because they want to like go and hang out with a Disney character for 30 minutes or however because they just won't let go. How bad you are. Yeah, yeah, they just they won't they can't let go of their childhood. Um and that's why I got to beat people up with Winnie the Pooh like it's just <laughs> Christopher Robin <it's>, Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> it it is a I appreciate that Kingdom Hearts, at least from the surface, is insane. Like when you look at it, you go like, "What is this?" And that is good. I think that, uh, I think that's fun to be like, "Why is there just Disney characters next to real people? That doesn't look okay. You shouldn't yeah. be doing that. <laughs> like it doesn't. It like it's, Mickey it's Mouse standing next to it's it's yeah, like, like it's Mickey like Sonic next and to a really, Selena." <laughs> yeah, it's exactly you're like these like characters don't, you're like, don't match at all. Yeah, where you're like, okay, I get Robotnik because, like, I guess he's human, maybe, but what are these <laughs> people doing here? You gotta go. Like, <laughs> like how Robotnik also doesn't look like a human from the universe of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It only makes it more confusing like, when you see the other humans. You're like, what is Robotnik then? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's weird, but, uh, yeah, so that's like those kind of things. You're like, what? What is this? Is such a weird decision, but I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I would like to say that I don't think anybody, except for people who really feel like they have to, I don't think that anybody takes the Kingdom Hearts plot seriously. I don't I think the sure. creators. I don't I think, think the creators take it seriously. I don't think like the average player takes it seriously. I think the only people who take Kingdom Hearts plot are serious enough to try to like snap their 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 poor fragile necks to make it work are people who are like weirdly weirdly have to justify why they're playing this silly game. Like someone just like I it's not it's it's not dumb to play Kingdom Hearts cuz it actually has an intriguing lore about darkness and how it's all inside of all of us and we have to be careful or we'll succumb the to power the darkness. Of friendship. Like, 
Like it, that's a the bad of, moral. That is original bad. story. Do not steal. <laughs> that doesn't make it go- better that it has that moral. It makes it worse. Like the literal plot of Kingdom Hearts that's, one that's, is that's, it's like don't Randian open doors. Logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the plot of Kingdom Hearts one is literally don't open doors to other universes when that you find in caves because bad people might be behind them, and like that's the entire lesson <laughs> to learn. Um, but it's, I find so, it very like, telling that I've listened. To, I've listened to three different YouTubers. I think summarize the Kingdom Hearts franchise as a, like that story, and it's very telling that none of them mention any Disney characters besides Donald, Goofy, and Mickey. Everyone oh, else in a, in a franchise about interacting with Disney characters, they don't mention any of them when they summarize the plot because it just doesn't matter. It's it's just filler. Yeah, it's just wacky adventures yeah, yeah, they, that Sora goes on first in the middle. The Disney stuff is all like to hook you in. Is yeah, the, like if any plot happens, it's like, because like fucking Riku shows up suddenly, and now the plot is happening separately from the plot of that Disney World. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it is that you say that now that I think about that, it probably would just be better to say that Kingdom Hearts is just Naruto. <laughs> the idea is that you're trying to to get your really emo looking friend to come be your friend again after he doesn't want to be your friend and then you find out that he's like doing this because there's actually an evil an even evil or evil out there that he's trying to take down but he doesn't want to have his friends get hurt while he does it or whatever and you're just like oh oh okay (laughs) Mm. and then Something about like apparently Keyblade Wars happened. I don't know. Look, Sora's like a 15-year-old kid. I don't think you should be drafting 15-year-olds to fight in wars or whatever, but sure, I guess. Have fun with it. It's it's Disney, right? Disney characters <laughs> go into war all the time. War is yeah. a very prominent thing in Disney shows. Yeah, Disney loves war. It's I'm uh, starting to understand why they didn't integrate it with the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird that they didn't want like the Lion King taking place in the middle of a war. It's so weird. I can't I can't understand why they didn't want Mufasa just like leading troops into battle. It's a very a missed opportunity, honestly. Disney really needs to like loosen up and just let their IPs be used for war like they used to back in the day. Come on, guys. There probably are legitimately like a bunch of rules about what the, you're allowed to do with Disney properties and so on. In oh god i imagine media, yeah i imagine mean, like <laughs> they probably are so hamstrung that they actually do probably deliberately write them to not have any of the disney stuff be important but that just all the more reinforces the idea that's just like this marketing gimmick and completely irrelevant to the actual content of the game <laughs> fuck stop it yeah I've been told that supposedly the fucking the next Kingdom Hearts is going to just be the plot of Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus that got scrapped. <laughs> They're just reusing <laughs> that now for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> what? Wow. Which is just a fascinating thing to be told. They and can't that, come and up that with, goes. Maybe we'll finally and, find and out if that, that was ever going to be a good game because fucking, it's really weird. Like Final Fantasy Fifteen was so trash. But one of the weirdest things that you can watch old Final Fantasy 13 versus trailers, which is what 15, what became 15, and like you can see Noctis and Luna Freya interacting, and they have like actual conversations with personality and so on in these like old cutscenes that were shown of the game that never came out, mm-hmm. and that's like a big deal considering that they're characters who essentially never interact, and you know. 
the game they're actually in, despite them being the main characters and that being the plot. Like, that game just bizarrely drops the ball compared to its own, like, pre-release trailers of what it could have been. And not in the usual way, not no? not in like the Monster Hunter kind. Of, I mean, I mean, not in the not in the um, not in the No Man's Sky kind of way, where it's like where it's all a carefully curated lie about how good the gameplay is. It was literally just a trailer of plot, and then the actual plot doesn't contain that because it got retooled. But the one that they replaced it with was just like just a nightmare train wreck thing. I don't. Uh... But did you think it was better, or was it because it was rushed? 13 it had a very troubled uh development where the uh leadership kept changing and the whole thing mm -hmm. kept changing directions and at one point that they, they clearly decided to make it the witcher 3 so like mm. they, they very clearly in response to the popularity of witcher 3 just has like this really pointless open world that is by and large the most enjoyed part of the entire game like people consistently enjoy the open world more than any other part of the game but in like, in like practically chapter three or whatever, like, I don't know the numbers, but like it's very quick, like relatively early in the game. If you follow the story, you leave that open world and you never come back. So for the rest of the game at various save points, they give you like the ability to like take a nap and dream of your past. And you can like retcon more stuff as having happened in the open world. Like you can go back to that open world, even though the story never will. And like, add more that happened while you were there essentially <laughs> like they, that's their way of compromising the fact that like the entire game was a linear hallway but there's a gargantuan open world suddenly at the beginning uh which is a little <laughs> bit like Dar uh, the last of us part two but way worse handled because <laughs> like the last of us part two did have that one weird pseudo open world area where you can hang out and bond with the characters a bit and have some interactions and play take on me on with on your acoustic guitar and stuff but like this was like, we're talking like, this was a a pretty big world where you could like train chocobos and take on like missions where you hunt monsters and you like level up your monster hunting rank like it's fucking Monster Hunter. And like there's like a whole bizarre, like you meet all these NPCs, you live through a fucking cup noodle commercial and so on. And like all these bizarre interactions. Oh Entire systems built around the idea of you driving around in this flying car that is whose iconography is farmed to the point where you can get that very same flying car in Final Fantasy fourteen and so on in an Octus Quest like and like all these all these like extended Bioware style conversations between your party members as you're roaming like every time you get in that car and you drive and you commute from one objective to another on that open world like they start chatting each other up and having these like conversations that like flesh out the characters and like we're honestly the most appealing part of the game we're just the dynamic between these three characters but the main story has none of that then if you just play the main story you like immediately leave this open world behind after only a few hours and then just suffer through this hyper linear horribly handled story like it's just yeah the entire story of final fantasy 14 from the ground up is horrible just all the way through <laughs> And the only way you come away with any good feelings is because you fixate more on that open world and the the uh, the main characters interacting and being charming with each other and so on. Because the actual plot is just utterly abysmal. And it's agony to play through. Like, I remember the, the fucking, uh, I think it was the Tempest boss fight or whatever. The, uh, 
whatever. So they reuse the same aeons slash idolons slash uh, icons over and over and over and over and over again in these fran- in this <laughs> franchise, and they always they keep calling them new things. But it's the it's the summons like Ifrit and whatnot, and uh, and uh, Shiva and so on. Are those and bosses the, or companions? Uh, they're both or both. both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're not, well, they're not companions, like they're not characters, but mm-hmm. they're like in Final Fantasy 15, you're uh, the whole point. In Final Fantasy 10, the whole point is that like Yuna is a summoner, so she summons she over the course of the game, she learns of these various summons that are these gods she can summon in battle and so on, which are those characters, those, those like deities or, or beings. And in Final Fantasy 14, each one of them is like correlated with a particular beast tribe or culture. And they and like in a in times of bad, uh, they tend to conjure those those uh, deities and so on. Uh, <laughs> you say times of bad, but it's basically yeah. yeah. When people are colonizing their village and they yeah. are really about to get wiped out, they summon a god, which then justifies wiping them out. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the that's the feedback loop in fourteen, <laughs> and in fi- and in fifteen, I actually forget why you're even dealing with each of them, but. There was a series of I feel I feel like it was like some shit about like proving Noctis's worth or like unlocking his yeah, princeness or something. It's, it was something to do with uh like the power that his I I don't like his bloodline or something like whatever something about his like him being a king required him to like slay these certain monsters to give to unlock the power to be the king or whatever is what his dad wanted to do is like yeah. go take a road trip with your bros and come back as a man. Um, but like there's basically. but there's some there's some city that you wipe out by summoning this like water one that's like called Tempest or something along the lines of that. And that boss fight is so completely devoid of mechanics that you just kind of like float in the air and press attack buttons what? and you just kind of like fly at him and keep hitting him and like there's no mechanics. So there's not really like things to dodge or like a resource to manage or like any kind of like back and forth dynamic. You kind of just keep button mashing for a very long time until eventually wow. right when you're hitting yep. right when you're like not, I, I, cannot, I can't even say right when well past the point where you've hit the thing where you're questioning whether you're even doing the right thing or not. Or if you're missing something about the game, <laughs> he just suddenly <laughs> dies and, and the fight ends. And you're like, oh, I guess I was doing it. <laughs> and like. Mm. I I know multiple people that have all reported this exact same feeling where they oh get to that part of the game and they're just completely baffled by what the game even wants from them in this supposed boss fight or if they're even doing it right. And I know one person who just turned it off. <laughs> they just quit. They just like nope, Damn. fuck this game. I'm out. And they never came back in the middle of that boss fight. And that's that's, that's not the even real winner right there. That's not even the famous bad part of the game because the famous bad part of the game <laughs> is the infinite hallway part where the guy keeps taunting you and your party members are gone and the gameplay is like nothing and it's just really tedious and boring. And it's just wow. Uh, I can't believe that game existed. It's like the veil. It's like the veil in Dragon Age, but it uh, it sounds worse. Yes, actually, yeah, I like the veil. Like. The veil has narrative like the problem. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, though? In Dragon Age? Hey, of course. Pretty important. I think it, it it's uh, it's kind of missing in Dragon Age 2. 
that it should it should be there to give some context to some of the stuff that happens. Yeah, I think people don't like it when you put them in like a samey kind of tedious place to look at or whatever and do a complex com a combat gauntlet for a bit or something. Mm -hmm. But like the veil is very narratively important to Dragon Age as a, as a franchise. Yeah. I think uh, I'm trying to remember because uh, Bioware has that idea a couple of times uh, before Dragon Age. Well, at least one time before Dragon Age because Drag uh, Baldur's Gate 2 has a similar situation where for a couple of occasions you're, you're, the whole team is, is uh, removed from you. I think Baldur's Gate 1 does the same thing, but it's a little bit different because it's just a dream. Um, and the thing with Baldur's Gate 2 is that it adds mechanics in uh, when your when your party is removed so what you're really playing through is not really a gauntlet it's more a tutorial for this new mechanic that you have um and then you keep that mechanic for the rest of the game so now you know what what to deal with it hmm but uh, yeah i it, it's just removing uh what's the word what's the word for like your own power the thing that you do it's called Agency, that's the one. Removing agency from the player is always a very, very tricky thing to do. And uh, removing them from their party or removing their inventory, forcing them to use this particular weapon to kill the Serpent King, it's, it's all, always a bad idea, I feel. So yeah, I'm understandably like always very bad. Like, that is a very good indication I won't like something, is if a game does that. Like oh yeah, I, I particularly don't like it when games remove my armor because then I don't remember what I had because of course customization <laughs> is irrelevant. Oh, I hate yeah I I hate ever having to put my gear back on and being like oh fuck what was what did I have? <laughs> yeah, I, t I just take a photo that seems, of it. Of it that seems really phone. rough that it wouldn't just put back on what you were wearing. That seems really unnecessary sometimes sometimes games do that it's very rare oh, i believe no. it i believe it I, I i've played a lot of bad games in my life i'm just saying to not have that as a thought is yeah alarming like how how you could possibly get to a point where you're like oh yeah i guess people might want to keep the armor that they had on and don't remember it <laughs> oh Something no my my kotor ship got kidnapped Something that happens uh, in, uh, oh yeah, that does. That's yeah. And I gotta pull my oh, clothes yeah, Kotor, back absolutely. on. Absolutely, Kotor absolutely removes your armor and your team a couple of times. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Or that uh, something. <laughs> there's even a quest line in Dark and Elden Ring where it's like, now take off all of your clothes, and I'm like, all right. I was thinking of that. Gonna Didn't have like to that. remember what my pants and what my head and my shirt and mm -hmm. every single item was, and I had to remember where they were in this giant fucking menu of gear it's so much gear help <laughs> and you have a half of it even because you missed a bunch it's the elden ring inventory was so much to navigate through it's just yeah it's so much it doesn't need to be this much yeah mm -hmm. says you uh, no it obviously. doesn't obviously it needs to because that's why people like the game so much there's something that happens over and over again in Fallout 2 where, uh, speaking of removing agency from the player, uh, where it becomes kind of like you can tell it's going to happen. 
the quests are designed in a way that like they're vignettes sort of thing. So you meet this character and this character is like, okay, I have this issue and I need your help, right? And then you can accept or you can ask questions or you can say no. And if you accept very often, not all the time, but like maybe 20% of the time, when you accept a quest like that, that character takes you with them to the place that the quest is going to happen or where the next part of the quest is going to happen. And the game just fades to black and fades in, in that place. And I hated that. That's like the one thing I dislike about Fallout 2 the most is, is the, the fact that it just teleports you. And I don't like it because Fallout 2 is sort of an open world game where like you're doing other stuff. You just meet this guy and he's like, okay, I need your help. And you're not going to say no because that's a no to a quest. <laughs> so you say yes. And guess what? You're not doing the stuff you were doing already before. You're off in <laughs> God knows where. So you need like, it's difficult to keep track of what you're doing because the game keeps tele- literally teleporting you away from the quest that you were doing before. So agency is very important to respect. Or what if we or, just make the entire video game a cutscene? No. No cutscene. All in-game. Immersive storytelling. That's the best stuff. Yep. I love immersive storytelling where you put your hand up to your ear and walk really slowly and it won't let you open doors for three minutes while the conversation plays. <laughs> Oh no! Well, well, you're referring to a certain game. What is it? Several games, but like the the oh, Gears of War yeah. series, for example. As he'd walk Did through the that? environment, there was just dedicated hallways to walk through, where it's just like, here's the part where a conversation plays, and there's no other gameplay, and you just press forward to feel like you're still interacting. But that's not immersive storytelling, though. That's just a, a, no, a it's dialogue. What drives me crazy is every single game that creates a fucking commute of some sort. Like they either make you walk down a hallway or you are you're having a drive or something. And then you fucking arrive at your destination too fast and it cuts off the conversation. I'm like, yes. Did you not play test this? Did you, did yes. you not check the duration of the conversation versus how far you were making me drive? This happened in fucking like in Psychonauts 2. There's like weird cinematic sequences yeah. where you're supposed to basically just like hold forward or something. And like, they, like there's one where they give, put you in a boat in some kind of dark dream space or something. And like immediately I crossed the threshold to cut off the cutscene. I'm like, how did I know I was supposed to just sit here and wait? Like, why? Why didn't you test this part of the game? It's so fucking yeah, weird. I, I had that problem a lot. I basically like anytime someone was talking to me and I still had control over my character, I just didn't move. So yes. like I'm gonna skip this. My like I know yeah. where I need to be. I know exactly how to get there really fast. And I know the game's just gonna me go like, well, fine. You don't want lore. And it's like, what? Why would you just just don't do this? Don't give me exposition in the middle of gameplay that can be cut off by continuing the game. Like Bioshock does this just fine. You have a little audio thing, and you can listen to it if you want. And then if not. You don't, and you just move on with life, and it doesn't matter. But like, I can continue literally. I can literally go into a cutscene in Bioshock, and it will cut off my audio log. And then when I get out of the cutscene, I just press a button, and it starts playing the audio log again. Okay, mm-hmm. that works out I f- fine. Like, I found something in the in The Witcher Two right now uh, that is related to this and really infuriating. 
it's uh it it basically is you exit a cave and your character is talking to another character that you're accompanying but i'm doing i'm doing it like you andrew which is oh they're talking i stop because i don't know if i'm going to be attacked by monsters i don't know if i'm going to arrive at the destination whatever i'm just going to stop let them talk and then i do the, my thing the witcher 2 does a thing where the characters actually don't continue the conversation unless you move so like they're talking you stop and then when the line is done you need to move ever so slightly forward and the next line <laughs> and it's just why did you go through the lengths of programming this rubbish when harpies are attacking me and they make so much noise if you if you do the thing normally you cannot understand what uh i don't remember who the character is it's the elf in in uh it's, yeah it's, in it's the, rough the because the entire the entire premise of having dialogue that plays while you're playing the game like the bioshock audio logs for example is supposed to be that you can keep playing the game but that only really works if they somehow know that you continuing to play the game is just going to be you looting shit in Bioshock and not a fight happening. Because <laughs> the moment a fight yeah. starts, it's like, well, this message is dead to me. I'm not hearing. I'm yeah. not hearing this, and I also can't think about it because shit is going down, and this is full multitasking mode now. But also, I've had I've had the approach of standing still backfire because I played the Stanley Parable. And there's a part where you're supposed to be experiencing some crazy stuff happening in this hallway. But I just stood there and listened to him talk for like two minutes. And he was like, wow, he's going for a long time. <laughs> and like, even that game kind of conditions you to the idea that like, if you move, you'll interrupt his dialogue by because you'll be making a choice of some kind. So you, I, you start to like intentionally stand still at times. But there's a, there's segments where you ruin the entire set piece if you stand still at the beginning of it and aren't like running through it while the voice is playing. And it's not always clear... Oh which ones are which that uh, yeah that well, that sounds to me like the time you make it you know trigger the pendant stop the dialogue in the middle if you if your player's not moving make it not say the dialogue that matters sounds like womp, a womp. personal problem yeah it, it, the thing that baffles me the thing that baffles me is how Desi game designers don't know that this don't know that you immediately stop the moment your characters are talking like it happens so often that you arrive at the destination before they stop I gotta play more it's... video games yeah I think it just comes down to a one of those like well when talking's happening they're not just gonna go and keep playing right kind of mentality and that just I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. Some it just seems weird that you would allow people to skip dialogue, knowing full well that you have not included any kind of prompt or any information, letting the player know that, like, hey, just so you know, if you go through this door, you just don't get any more cutscene. You just don't get any more information about the story. Like, it's there's not even a prompt to say, like, hey, I, I hear like the game even coming up and saying to you. It looks like you're going through a door before the audio is complete. Do you want to do that? Because you won't hear the audio. Like, just any kind of indication yeah. that you're about to make a mistake uh, mm -hmm. would be nice. Because, yeah, or, like, moving. It's like, oh, I see that you're moving. Did you know that moving is going to actually cut you off from knowing what's going on in the game? Because I bet most people would be like, oh, I'm going to stop moving. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's weird, it's weird to assume a player will know exactly what to do in order to not fuck things up because 
I often, the game often just fucks up with me not doing anything for it. So why would I think that <laughs> the, the opposite would be true? Like it's yeah, just, when you're it's, actually doing things that you wouldn't fuck it up. Yep. But video games are weird. It's just, uh, it's like, um, it's like movies. Sometimes movies will have in, like, in-movie translations. Like, sometimes they'll say, like, that sign says bananas. And then other times it won't. And you're like, what justifies what gets translated? Like, you it's very oh, yeah, weird. What matters to the plot. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. It's so obvious. Yeah, like you like someone will walk past a store and like, I don't know what the fuck that store was. And then they'll like look at an item and it says like banana. And you're like, What well, why did you tell me that's a banana? Why did you tell me what the hell that store was? What is wrong with you? Like that's mm-hmm. this is the only time that it context matters. Like it just it's weird and but you know, there's no rule for it. It's not like someone's gonna be like, You did you did a bad, you broke the rules. There's just like uh, it's cheaper to do that. Now I don't have to pay some guy to write banana store on the outside of this building, and I just wait until the character picks up a banana and then just write banana. Easy. But it, even when the there, you know, even if you do it all in CGI and without subtitles, it's still blatant that some things are translated and others not. Unless you translate the whole thing, it's always going to be. Uh, it, yeah. I. All I can say is. Uh, I I feel really bad for people that are hard of hearing because they are prob- yeah. they are probably the least respected people next to like second to blind people in this world. Like they're just com- like so completely fucked. I watch so I pretty much watch everything with subtitles on. And whether I it's in my language or not, I watch it with subtitles on because one uh the, the art of audio engineering is dead. Like, it's gone. I don't know where it went. I don't know what happened. But it is fucking dead because everything I watch, it is hard as fuck to hear people half the time. Where I'm just like, what What did you say? Could you, like, speak up? All I can hear is music. I didn't know I was listening to a concert. Please turn your fucking music down. It's not that good. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy your CD. Just chill out. And uh, so I'll listen to, you know, I'll just have the subtitles so I can hear what these people are saying. And so many subtitles are just completely fucked. It is even worse if you're watching something and it's not in, in it's a foreign film. Like Netflix is fucking abysmal about this. They put the subtitles based on the English dub. They don't put subtitles based oh, on a no. translation of the mm-hmm. fucking version you're watching. So like we watched a video the other or we watched a movie the other night and there's like Although a part, oftentimes when I've seen them it's there you just have to check you have to check and there's like two different English options. Yeah. Um. So you yeah so sometimes they do that and sometimes they don't which means you're stuck with whatever the English one is and we watched one uh we were watching like I, some like I remember kind of Squid like, Game people were really mad at the at the subtitles but they were watching the subtitles of the English dub which was optional yeah 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 we were watching we were watching some kind of uh like Korean horror film and it only had the option for the dub there was no other option for subtitles uh cuz we had this problem with uh, we also had the same problem with uh the first episode of Squid Game so I was like yo this I like I don't know Korean but 
this seems fucked. Like these subtitles are super fucky. And uh, then we looked and we're like, oh, there's there's two apparently. But um, uh, there was the what's it called? There's the we were watching this one and like at one point they just straight up add dialogue, like not like no one's saying anything. I, wow. I can't hear anything, but the but the text is just having more things happen. And I'm like, what? What is this? What's who is talking right now? I don't know who's talking. Like it's, it's just, off camera, right? It does, they add, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's off camera. It's just showing a picture of clouds and someone saying something, but no one's actually saying anything. Like the text is going by and adding all these words, and no one's saying. And so I'm like, who's talking right now? Is it this character? This character? I I don't know because it's not. It doesn't put the person's name in front of it. I just as assumably as a deaf person who can't literally see anything on the screen, there's no indication of who the fuck's talking. Just have to assume who's talking yeah. here. I just have to like parse through the nuance of white subtitle text of who the fuck is talking. Like it's so bad. Subtitles are just not good. And this made sense during like, I think this made a lot more sense during closed caption times in like the 1980s when the best you could do is have really shitty like white words, you know, like this like machine text going over your, your uh, CRT TV. All right. I'll, for, I'll forgive that those may not be good. It's based on whatever, you know, your broadcasting network had for the, the, the script or whatever, and they put it into the computer. Okay, fine. It's, it's, it's shit because some guy didn't get paid enough to do it very well, but there's no reason why we sh why we've kept that the same forever. There's no reason why we've just decided to say like, you know what? Let's just keep doing that. It was really garbage back then, but I think it should be better now because people are just going to accept garbage now, I guess, or something. I don't know. It's just like subtitles are shit. Subtitles are fucking garbage and they need to be changed. Like they need some kind of better formatting. They need to be more specific about people that are communicating and talking i'll be honest with you i i wish that there are two options for subtitles one is like i just want sub i just talking only and full subtitles because i really really dislike audio subtitles i hate when it's like bombastic music cool <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome dude i'm stoked about your bombastic music but shut the hell up People are talking. I don't want to see bombastic music show up on the stupid subtitle thing while I'm trying to read someone's dialogue. It's Breathing just... intensifies. Yeah, and so I can only imagine, you know, again, so imagine if you're blind. My ears work perfectly fine. Too bad I don't have fucking Daredevil uh, audio interpretation because I can't hear anything over the sound of fucking music. Drowning out all the people. Music, you mean. So I can't, I can't literally, I can barely make out who it is that's talking but now I can't even hear who the fuck is talking. Great. Like, it's so wow. good. So good. I love it. <laughs> but it's fine. But you're right, right? though. It's people, just... hard of hearing people, uh, like, it's just not, let, let alone actually deaf people, it, it's, it's not, I, I, you say that in movies, in video games, it's, it's even worse. I, I noticed uh, a design decision in um, Elden Ring that I thought was uh, completely avoidable. And now I'm not hard of hearing and I actually don't know anybody personally in my life that is. So I, 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 I might be out of uh, 
my depth here when I say this, but the um, in Elden Ring, you, you need to collect these scarab little things that have, uh, well, you don't need to, but there's these secret things that you often cannot see. You can hear them before you see them, and they have like this twinkling sound that is very high-pitched, and uh, I can, I bet, I bet that people who have uh, tinnitus or, or just hard, hard, are hard of hearing, they cannot hear that. Because it's so high-pitched, that's the first thing you start to lose, uh, is the high-frequency sounds. And it's, it's like, I can hear them easily, because I, I, I have, even though I, I, uh, I was a, an amateur musician, I always have been taking care of my, my, hears, or my hearing, and uh, I'm fortunate to still be able to hear all the things. But, like, I bet, I bet it's just impossible for a lot of people. Even, like, just normal, no, no injury people. Like, if you're older, if, I bet you can't hear the scarabs in, a, in Elden Ring. And there's no reason to do that. Just add a, I mean, a little drum you, or something. You, can, you could still do that, and you can also just have subtitles for that. So yeah. you could have a subtitle that says, like, little dinging. And someone's like, oh, no, that's a scarab. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a detail it, yeah, that Overwatch I mean, does, for example, is that it, it has yeah. it's specifically known for its audio cues, but it also has subtitles for all of the audio cues. Mm-hmm. Overwatch has great accessibility features. Like I do, I do not like Overwatch, but I appreciate that every part of Overwatch is pretty accessible. You can change the colors like of the teams. You can change. Uh, you can like he, like get subtitles for like everything from dialogue to alts only, to, like, sound effects. Like, you can get so much accessibility in Overwatch. It's ridiculous. And then you go to a game... Yeah, then you go to, like, any, like, Elden Ring, and you're like, hey, what are your... What are your subtitle options like? And it's like, ah, yeah, we don't really support subtitles at this studio. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, they do have subtitles, just not, like, sound subtitles. Not very... Yeah, they're not very good. They're just basic dialogue subtitles, which yeah. is it's not even that great either because it doesn't really tell you who the fuck's talking. So yes. you just hear someone say like, what are you doing? Who said that? Was it the dog on the ground that's dead? Was it the fucking god in sky? I don't know who said that just now. Could you put a name? Like it's the And that's one of the, the that's one of the cases where uh, as op- happens very often, accessibility is good for everyone because just adding a name beh- behind the, the the subtitle is such a good thing for Elden Ring because you just cannot tell. People assume you know the per- the people you're talking to. They may say their name maybe once at the beginning, but I I'm, I'm convinced a lot of the characters don't present themselves. And like they a lot have of them such lie about what their anyway. name is, or lie, yeah, yeah. Just to make then, things more confusing. Like, it doesn't matter. I hope my name was Muff <laughs> instead of Mreef. Good good for you, mate. <laughs> I would love if the uh, subtitles like spoiled who their real name was. That'd be fantastic. That happens sometimes. Some like, games do that. <laughs> I don't mind that. That's, I don't mind spoilers. That's amazing. But also, it's funny if it doesn't. Like you can, you just have like weird definitions of the pe- of the person that you're talking to. It's a mysterious old hag, <laughs> and, and instead of you know, instead of like defining them as shadowy, croaked voiced figure. Those are the those are two descriptions that could fit the very same person, but you know the how how you describe the person is also telling. But yeah, I think uh, as you said, I I'm very adamant that accessibility options be very like start becoming a lot more consistent and 
of good quality because it's not that I need them. I don't need them myself, but I often will use them because they make things convenient. Like it is convenient to be like, I personally like to be able to change colors in games, uh, especially when it's like red versus blue. I don't like stuff like that. I prefer to set it to different colors um, mm-hmm. because a lot of, a lot of levels tend to not facilitate those colors. Well, like it, it, it unless you're playing something ugly, like halo infinite, where it's just so comically ugly that red and blue work because it doesn't have any other colors like it's just a fucking vomit mess and you're like oh yeah this works i i I will never run into a situation where i'm like what is that it's really blending in um but overwatch has like too many colors it is fucking peeing colors into your eyes and you're like oh shit all right well sometimes the red and blue don't fucking look very good it just kind of all blends in together and it's hard to see it so i can change it to like a different color if i need to um green and yellow i don't know yeah you can do green and yellow you can do like purple and yellow is one i see a lot often um it's just it's nice to be able to have that i also would beg please like just make a law congress that you have to when you release a video game and you have subtitles in your video game that they are fucking on by default put subtitles yes. on <laughs> by default i am so yes, done I don't with understand. this shit where I, I'm and I hate it. I I only want this because like normally, so your first instinct hearing this viewer might be to like, why are you playing? Just go to settings and change it because some fucking games don't have settings options in the beginning. They just start also, the fucking game and they don't have subtitles turned on, which means your stupid yeah. ass has to wait for a cutscene to finish. Skip it if you want to. Go to settings menu, turn on subtitles, quit the game, then start the game over again so you could have fucking yes. subtitles on the game why and also we're we're making let's plays we are allowed to complain about things like this because for let's plays it's annoying it's how often do you see a streamer being like oh let's play this game that's and people like 20 minutes in oh you forgot the subtitles that's just common because all the games don't do that they don't have subtitles on by default and and the thing is it's not even just what you're referring to andrew of it's bothersome subtitles on by default is a good thing because it more people will see subtitles and that is a good thing i mean it is good that people learn to read it's a very critical skill um you should uh, learn it early on i hear as a child it's really helpful to learn how to to read subtitles especially if you want to you know do school yeah yeah oh read subtitles you mean yeah yeah, read subtitles because when you yeah. when you learn how, no, not just reading. I mean, you should. I hopefully your school teaches you how to read before you're allowed to even buy video games with money. How did you get a job mm-hmm. if you didn't go to school? That's concerning. Yeah. But that's the, what you uh, said. Like it's helpful to help people how to read, and I was like, yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It no, but it does help with uh, if you learn to read yeah. subtitles early on. It does help you being able to like read them quickly and retain the information faster. Uh, mm-hmm. without having to do the thing that most people end up doing, which is why, like read, or reading a subtitle or like pausing the thing to read a lot of subtitles and then be like, okay, and then unpause. And mm-hmm. I couldn't. I do that I with could anime. not imagine. But <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine doing that. that it's, there's just so much animation in anime. Unless it's like a really rubbish yeah. one. It's just like people are like, it's a background, a drifting background and people just talking. And then I don't need to pause. Do you know, you know, you know the learn. scene I'm referring to, right? To when they're, 
when they don't have animation budget, they just put like a seagull or something in the background. Slowly <laughs> zoom for 10 in on a, on a painting. Yeah. Or out. They do that so often. Or, also or the same how animation video frame. essayists kill time in their videos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and the thing is, yeah. you know, like it makes people obviously be capable of reading subtitles better. But also it like... I, th I imagine for American audiences or English-speaking American audiences specifically, it allows them to enjoy foreign movies better. Because I like I I am familiar with that enough now, but I remember being surprised seeing people being like, "Oh, I don't I don't watch you know French movies or anything because I can't read subtitles," and I'm just like, "Wait, that is a <laughs> that is a problem. You can't read subtitles at the age of twenty something? What?" But then, yeah, obviously, thinking about it, it's very obvious. I grew up reading subtitles because that's, you know, movies are all in, in foreign languages. And uh, the ones that are not yeah. are usually the ones for kids. Uh, I, these days, it's a little bit different. There, there's a lot more doves these days than there were when I was growing up. But, like, it's, uh, it's just a, a fact of life that you're going to read subtitles if, you're, if, you're, if you live in, in a country that doesn't speak... English or French or Spanish or German. There we go. I think I think those are the ones that that um, dub the most. Or I suppose. Well, actually, I don't know how East, uh, how Asian countries do it. I imagine in India, there's a lot of dubbing as well. Depends on. It's always country to country. Uh, Japan mm -hmm. will often dub stuff that it gets in. Like most stuff that goes to Japanese movie theaters is usually dubbed. But oh. there are rare instances where they will put subtitles over something if it's like a movie that sometimes will do it for movies that they don't want that are better not dubbed. So like mm -hmm. some action movies and stuff like that could be better not dubbed. So they'll keep it that way. Um, it's it's all like a really up to, you know, it's like it's arbitrary stuff. It's always mm -hmm. just like, yeah. I, I think this movie, you know, it's like we do that here too. Not every movie has a dub that gets put on Netflix or whatever. So some movies mm -hmm. on Netflix are just only in whatever its natural language is. And then you're like, yeah, but why did Squid Game get a, a fucking dub then? That's weird, right? And it's like, no, no, like, but that one needs the dub because it would be hard to understand the concept of Squid Game without English or something. Translation no translator notes. That's that's what we live it with. That's the thing <laughs> that I started out with. It's... Well, it's and, just, in watching anime, you just see that so often, especially if it's fan, fan subs. There's just so very often people, even with simple things like Itadakimasu or, or like, what, what's the other one that's... No, yeah, yeah Itadakimasu see, is... You'll only see, pro yeah, you'll only see translator notes for subtitles in uh, fan translations. In fan, they yeah, don't yeah, show up in, in real translations. Uh, I know, Because again, they're not using subtitles, they're using like closed captions, basically. Or rewriting the whole thing. Yeah, and it's anime easy. is egregious with that. On like any yeah. streaming platform you watch anime on, it is bad subtitling. Like, just be ready for that. It's it's rough. Um, yeah, but it is what it is. No, it's not what it is. It we need to fight it. Don't don't buy it. Uh, don't subscribe. I, I mean, I would love to. I don't. I personally am doing my part because I just don't watch live action stuff as much as possible because it <laughs> always has bad subtitles. So you know, take that. 
my justification of not watching the live action media is because you guys need to get your accessibility together. Uh, Disgusting yeah. 3D people. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you guys? You guys don't have you don't know how to use subtitles. It's it's literally words, guys. You can't write words. How did you even make <laughs> this stupid literally. shit? You had to write <laughs> words at some point. So do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be curious what the what the cost is to to do proper subtitling. Like it's, <laughs> I know a person who does subtitling for Netflix here in Portugal. Uh, oh yeah, is it is yeah. it a decent paying job? Like are they? Uh, yeah, are they able to well, it's not afford eating you know, food. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's mo- it's better paid than than uh, than service jobs often are. But it's not like okay. I mean, that's it's not good. rich. That is not like yeah. Rolling it well, no, I don't. I, I'm not expecting the person to be buying like Lamborghinis, but I think, I think as long as it it sound to me, it they should be able to make a uh, you know enough money to like support a family with is like if you're doing translation, that's a pretty or even subtitling, that's a pretty like exhausting job where you're trying to like time words uh, over a long video or multiple mm-hmm. videos like that's a pretty tough job um and you need to pay attention as well because there's like if you if you do a subtitle for an episode it's so much better if you do it for more episodes of the same series because you have context you have style patterns and all that sort of stuff so we tend to be rewarded for being consistent and paying attention to the show that you're doing translators disagreeing about the names of characters uh, Oof. Uh, voice, yeah, voice all of a sudden just disagreeing the name of characters is also really unfun. <laughs> voice actors? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, voice actors that, that are clearly not in the same booth or not like being <laughs> talked to by the same like same director or something, and you're like, okay, finally someone's gonna say this name. And they're like, oh, it's Ziggly Goof. Alright, cool. That's how you pronounce it. And someone's like, Ziggly Bob. What the fuck? Who's right now? One of you is lying. Why did you? It happens so often in video games, where it's just like, "Hey, I'm Mafferin. Hey, Mafferine, what's up?" Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty sure that Death Loop has a scene where somebody gets uppity about the pronunciation of something, and then but it comes seconds after somebody else not pronouncing it that way. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty good. And- Oh, but that, that kind of sucks because is... in Japanese the pronunciation makes so much—it's so much more relevant how to pr- how you pronounce things in Japanese than it is in in English. I mean, so it's that's not as the, bad as Chinese, where Chinese you're like you could literally be, you could be saying crimes if you're not getting the name <laughs> right. <laughs> like you got to be really careful about the way that you say something's someone's name. But uh, I get yeah. the impression as well from the fact that so often. Japanese surnames are single syllable. So I imagine there's there's gotta be a lot of room for, for differentiation with simple sounds. I have trouble remembering uh Chinese names because of the single syllable. In my head, it's really difficult. Well, because Chinese is tonal, and that's like Yeah, yeah. Not to be rude, it's one of the worst types of languages. Like it is <laughs> really frustrating. No I'm not offense, like I'm not like, I'm not but... trying to I'm I'm not literally I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying that tonal languages are very very mean languages. Learn, yeah. yeah, like it's so hard 
to try and like did i say like if you say something wrong <laughs> it's not just saying it's not just like mispronouncing the where you're like the you're like it's not the you idiot it's the when you say like i don't i don't even know chinese words if you say a word in chinese a different way it has a completely different meaning like mm-hmm. you could just you could just be japanese is like that though as well right it has the well it's it's the to, uh no it's so it's japanese more... words are japanese words you can just sound like an idiot saying it yeah if like, you don't that's say them usually right. how yeah. it works yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and that's those languages are fine english is like that most languages are like that if you just mispronounce something someone looks at you funny and goes like wow you clearly have never said that word before but in chinese <laughs> someone could be like wow that was really rude and you're like i don't even know what I just said to you then. Because I was trying to say this word, but I can't even say this word. Just said it again. I don't know how to pronounce this word. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's just, I don't like that. And I don't, I also don't like that they're spelt the same. That really upsets me. I don't like that. Oh, it's like, this, spell, oh my God. Yeah, it's just, wow. again, it's tonal. So because it's tonal, you have to say it a certain way. It's like, why, why, why would you do that? I don't, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. Just, Isn't, just don't do that. Oh, uh, I don't actually know the origins of the, the Chinese language, the, the sort of imperial Chinese. A lot of war. A lot of war, and somebody was like, enough, let's just talk it out, and then made a language to talk it out about. And then and they went to the war again. God difficult. damn. Yeah, I figured they would. Maybe that's the reason why it's yeah. difficult. It's just like an imposed thing. It's like, the, uh, it's like Hindu, I think. Is it Hindu in India that is like the de facto... Or the de jure official language, but a lot of people just use. Actually, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if don't it's know Hindu or if there's another one. Because I know a lot of India Indian apparently people... has twenty three official languages. That's too yeah, many. Yeah, yeah, As a lot of people many. just speak like... three or four language languages normally because they have. Yeah, like narrow narrow it down to like three at max. I don't want twenty three. But it's just so many regions in India. Have you looked at the map? And not to mention the history behind those That's not regions. my fault. The regions aren't even 23. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven regions. Fine. Seven's fine. You can have seven different languages. 23? But then okay, maybe include in eight. Because clearly this is like, you need to put English in there too. Obviously you have somewhere. to have English. Well, the, yeah, the, the people whose but, fault it was that this, this whole mess was in the first place is the language that you have to put in there. <laughs> exactly. You, you always have to include English. It's, it's law, right? The law, um, well, it clearly is. It's international law. Every language must speak English or else. You're not every allowed to Every language must the, speak English? Yes. <laughs> yes, every language must speak English. It's wild. I, uh, I listened, I, I, I follow a, um, a Vietnamese uh, a guitar player on YouTube, and he just speaks exclusively in Vietnamese. Sometimes he includes... Uh, subtitles other times it doesn't but like he just mixes english in the middle of of so many of his sentences and he's and like i can half understand what he's going on about (laughs) just by like full sentences sometimes it's like don't you know how to say that in english and i I see that as well some some people here in portugal like people just say like usually it isn't the language like full sentences but especially expressions as expressions like whatever or nonsense those are words that people yeah. will use to, to just denote things, even though they exist in Portuguese. They're just, you know. I, I think that's just a habit of dual language speakers. Like if you, yeah. if you speak two languages, you sometimes will just fluctuate between them depending on how fast your brain can call that word. Oh, yeah. It just yeah, depends yeah. on like, 
what is the what is the you know like in uh you're trying to say a, a sentence and you're like okay i know all of the words and one of them is just like uh uh english that one instead okay continue <laughs> on the, uh, i've been really bad at that recently uh, for some reason like every time i try to speak things in portuguese like, i miss words like earlier today i couldn't say orange in portuguese <laughs> i said a similar sounding word to orange because in portuguese it's laranja which you know, like it has the same origins and all that but because in english i remember it by the start the or start like that's where my brain is so i was just speaking in portuguese and all of a sudden i couldn't remember the word for orange i was like i just said something else i don't remember what it was but it sounded like orange in english it's just like i don't know the yeah hum- just say orange is. you just, just gotta say, say orange. I, again legally everyone has to speak english so just but i wasn't say speaking orange. english like i couldn't i couldn't say the english word i was just like my brain was those for a moment you're just slowly that's, losing it, your home language yeah. all this let's playing we're taking you yeah, over yeah and not just the and also my work like i was in france for a week and like speaking english and a little bit of french every once in a while but just um speaking english normally no problem whatsoever the moment i went to britain and was surrounded by people speaking like english that i'm uh, the the accents are much more uh what i'm accustomed to i was just slipping portuguese words for like yes and uh, <laughs> of course and things like that because i was just sort of in the mode okay i'm home i can i can I can speak normally now, and just like every once in a while, I'll just say, "Yeah, yeah, see, of course." But wait, wait, <laughs> just like say, say English uh, or rather Portuguese sentences every once in a while, I and mean, I would catch myself. I think I, this, it happened to me as well the first time I went to New York, for some reason. I think is England is English oh, an, an English native speaker? Yeah, yeah. I was wondering <laughs> if England says they speak English, but they don't speak English. They're liars, and I don't wait. Like they don't that. have an official they language. Is that it. is it like uh, the US? No, well, they don't speak English English. They speak, like, UK English. It's a different English. When you go to, like, websites and stuff, they'll they'll have two different versions of English, and one will be UK English. But they keep lying and saying that they speak English. No, they speak UK English. Come on. Don't be rude. (laughs) No one's going to have any issues with this part. (laughs) You you just can't negate our, our English. It's the English everyone else speaks. US English. No one speaks UK English. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I do wonder uh, in what way it... they even vary when the options do show up. Well, in, um, in spoken language, it's a lot to do with the with the expressions and with just the idioms. It's probably mostly because uh, because UK uses pounds, so that's mostly why they probably have the secondary option for language is because they'll change the they'll change the money oh, symbol they could do from being uh usd money to being uk money and not just in the metrics as well they use metric for a lot of stuff. oh yeah that's true probably change the metrics too i don't know i don't really i don't i don't want to touch uk english i don't want to look at it i don't want to see it i don't want to hear it i don't want to be anywhere near it so i don't if a website offers me us english immediately click in it just as fast as possible oh i'm sure they'll be miffed to hear that I, exactly. I don't even know what you just said how, to me, but I don't like it. I don't like you. anything you just said. It's just I don't. I don't want to know what it is. I don't want to. I don't want to know. It's awful. You wanna, Why would you say that, mate? Gonna be mate, a you know what a, mate? Do you know what a deal with no eyes is? I don't want to mate with nobody. Leave me alone. Stop. I don't like this. The no idea. Uh, Get it? Because of... it's my my British oh. joke. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> what was deer British? Because you can say it in, in, in American accents. You can say a deer with no eyes. Oh, he said a deer. Yeah, sorry. I didn't pronounce oh, it no. properly. I'm not British. I can't say things. I mean, you could. It's a no oh. idea. You could. But so, it's like... so apparently one of the biggest differences is spelling. There's a lot of spelling oh, yeah, differences of between that. words in English. There's a lot of like, extra uh, use. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and apparently, R-E's. well, and rightfully so. Americans have no interest in a, a lot of use. We already got the one U that matters, the United in the United in, States. We don't need more U's than that. There's no so, U in U.S. Chill out. Wait. Ex- there, uh, yes, there's <laughs> one U. Exactly one U. And that's as many as we need. Some switched uh, S's and Z's. And the RE's at the end of uh, like theaters in November. No, wait. I think they... I'm not sure how it is in November. <laughs> but I know theater is yeah, like... They, it's like from the French. It's French everywhere. Yeah, they changed the real, uh, I-Z-E to I-S-E. The real universal language is French. Everybody speaks it. Actually, These that words. would be Latin. What? Probably the, the most influential of all. Because the influential... Yeah. And that's why that, that, that weird universal made-up language, Esperanto was so Latin-like in so many of his words. Do you guys know that? Wait, how is... How is on... How is at a replacement for on? What? At? On? So it says... So American English, you would say, I'm going to a party on the weekend. But in British English, you would say, I'm going to a party at the weekend? Like, the band? You're just going to a party (laughs) at the band? (laughs) What is wrong with you? Like, why are you doing that? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that distinction. <laughs> yeah, they they invited me to their house. The weekend isn't a thing. You can't like go to it. It's just a time of day. Like the weekend is, is a is a bar, you... okay? Probably. They just say like, what are you what are you doing at Christmas? What do you mean at oh, Christmas? Yeah, like... At Christmas. That makes more sense, yeah. That makes more sense to me as well. Like, what, what, the, what do no. Americans say? On, 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 on. It's oh. the day. What, what day? Where <laughs> you are currently on Christmas, or what are you doing on Christmas? You know, the day that you're going to be on, not the day you're going to be at. No one's at a day. You're not fucking hashtagging it on Twitter. Leave it alone. You're not adding anything. Just you're on a day. You're. But it's not it's, Christmas. Isn't a day. Christmas is a celebration. So when oh, you're day. at that celebration, when someone was well, not a not that's not correct. It's don't just, you say at a celebration, or do you say on a celebration? Those would be distinction between the day and the event. So I think it has more to do with what what you consider Christmas to be. If I, it is a date, I then would, it on makes sense. But if it is like I a celebration, say, then you say at. It's like at your birthday, right? Do you say at your birthday? You're at your birthday. No, that implies you would say you would say on your birthday. Yeah, but like if you say at your birthday, it implies there's a party going on, right? That implies you're at a place. Yeah. When you say yeah. at, it's you're at a place. You're like at a very you're you're specifically at some Yeah, place. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's just I I don't know. It's too much. 
just don't do that. You can just fix that. You can fix that problem, and then you're you one know, step closer. You don't know the half of it between languages that from different like, countries that sound similar. What but is I don't know. this? There, the UK doesn't have particles for got. You just you just have get got got. Why would you do that? Just we have get gotten gotten. Just gotten's fine. Gotten is a perfect word. You don't have to like get it confused. So now people say. I've not got why, why just so many extra words. I don't want to do that. You don't say got, you say got. No, we have so not got. I I I haven't gotten any news. Got versus I've got I've got I've not got any news. Why that's so much. There's so much words. Don't do speak less. <laughs> no one wants to hear you. Speak less, say less. That's the whole that is the entire best part about oh, English. Actually, there was say things less. <laughs> That was one on of the about, things that mate? That was one of the things that I um when I started learning English in school, the verb to have was always presented to me as to have got. And you would always say, I have got a banana rather than I have a banana. But then I yes. learned that pretty fast that American Americans don't say that. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. wait, the got is not needed. You don't so I think it might have to do with a like formal version of the verb. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. We see. We didn't grow up with monarchy, so we didn't have to talk fancy. We just got to talk like regular people, and that sounds like a. It sounds like what happens when you let rich like oligarchies live in your country is they get to have fancy ways to talk, like at the party. I'm not going to. I'm not adding a party. Gross. Get out of here. You're at a party though. No. No. You're not on a party. Wait. You're on a party. Really? Always on a party. You're on a party? That doesn't sound right. No. No, if you're if you're going someplace, <laughs> you're going you're, if you're going someplace, <laughs> you're going you on something. Yeah, you go on, uh, on a date if you are at a place. If you're yeah, if you are somewhere, you're at somewhere. But if it's so Nobody says on a party, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. But you say on Christmas. I was just saying you that say, at Christmas you would like oh, you'd, yeah. you'd converge it to mean the celebration if it's at Christmas. Like it's not just on the date, it's at the celebration of Christmas. Do you know what I mean? No. Maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe I'm wrong. Since I'm not a native <laughs> speaker, either either one of those languages. Before we started this episode, I joked about the prolonged semantics discussion that happens every episode. <laughs> and now we're yeah, literally arguing about grammar. <laughs> yeah. Either way, uh, whoever has the power, work really hard to convert England to speaking U.S. English, and then we can all be happy together. We'll finally, we'll finally fix this dastardly problem of there being two Englishes when there should only be one. Right. Realistically only be one. Realistically right, well, speaking, <laughs> I, I would think the U.S. would speak British English faster than the other way around. Absolutely not. We would never do that. That would be uh, a sin against the founding fathers. <laughs> All right, well, this has been British dialogue English. choices. It has okay. been. <laughs>
Uh, the founding father spoke British English. Hope you're hope you're right chuffed with the answer we gave your question. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Toodaloo. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.